Matspot Podcast brings you the latest stories, news, happenings around the Finnish Football League. Do you want to know anything regarding the Finnish Football League? Then tune in to this podcast because Musa and Sebastian talk extensively about the Finnish Football All right, all right. Welcome once again to yet another episode of Matspot Podcast. We are here again this evening talking about the Finnish football. And as usual, as always, together with me, Sebastian. Sebastian, good evening and welcome once again to Matchport Podcast. Good evening, Musa. Thank you. It's great to be back. You know, love being here. Looking forward to this this evening's episode. Good, good, good. How has, how has it been over there in uh, Valkyakoski? It's, uh, it's been a very hot summer already. Now in Finland, every part of the country. Yeah. It, it's been a Spanish. Uh, it's been a Spanish summer in Finland so far. It's been really exactly. good. Yeah, I've been enjoying exactly. it. I've been enjoying it 100. percent You know, it's so rare to have these kind of wonderful summers in Finland. So you know, if these come, just you know, you just have to enjoy it. Of course, football-wise, it's pretty intense. You know, the trainings are in extreme hot conditions. Also, the games are played in extremely hot conditions. So it, it's really you know tough on the players. But yeah. but you know, we just cope. It's about being hydrated. You know. Proper, exactly. proper, proper nutrition and hydration, you know, is the key. Okay. And just, you know, of course, balancing, balancing, you know, the work with the rest rate in order to yeah. get, let the players drink enough in between training, also training sessions. And, you know, so they are full steam the whole session instead of just, you know, running out, running out of hydration and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like I said, no complaints. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah, it, it is. It is. We've been enjoying it quite a lot over here also in Oulu. Very, very, very warm days. Very warm days for many, many days in the world now. Actually, for many weeks in the world now, not days yeah. anymore. Yeah. Many weeks in the world now. It's been a very wonderful summer so far. Hopefully, it's still extend until the end of August before we start having the plus five. Let's right? <laughs> hope so. Yeah, let's hope so. That, probably that would be my longest summer in Finland if it ever happens until the end of August. But yeah, yeah pretty good fantastic. time. Pretty good time. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And looking at the result of your teams, of your lads, uh, Sebastian, you guys have been having a wonderful result as well. Yeah, we, we were, you know, in the 20s, we've been having a good start to the season. Five games, five games played now and three wins, one draw, one defeat only. And even in the defeat, you know, we were unlucky, you know, we should have at least drawn the game. And, you know, silly goals conceded, that kind of stuff. But yeah, we're in a good place with the guys. Now it's just up to us, you know, to keep it going. Exactly. Keep it going, you know, in full steam. It's the first time we're playing, you know, at the highest level and... So far, the guys are breaking breaking boundaries and breaking, you know, some, some, you know, superstitions that were before that, you know, we're not cut out for this level, but the guys are proving everybody wrong. So that's really nice to see. It's, yeah. But it's hard work. Yeah, it, it's hard work. On the training pitch, you know, you have to give credit to the whole whole coaching staff and, you know, the mm-hmm. players, especially for, you know, putting in the shift and, you know, wanting to learn and willing to give everything they have in every single mm-hmm. game. Also, Absolutely. so it's it's an excellent excellent place where we are right now. It's just you know now we have to keep it going, one awesome. game at a time. Awesome, you know, you know, I really I really appreciate the great work that you're doing. Obviously, at least you that I've known for a couple of years now, maybe one of, about two years now. Definitely, one of your trademarks is hard work, and uh, this is something that you probably have brought into the team for sure. And it's not not. Most coaches in Finland put so much of hard work on the young lads as you have done, anyway. Because every every coach wants to coaches mainly in Finland want the players, particularly on under seventeen, under nineteen, under twenties, have it as um, not the most easiest, but as comfortable as the players would want to have it. 
but I want to believe that you have taken some uh, some extra length in making the players your boys to understand how important it is to actually train well, to be dedicated and all of this. And I believe your impact also is having a great effect on the boys. And I believe they are really enjoying their time with you. Yeah, yeah. It's about, you know, it's about creating the high performance culture within yeah. the club, within the team. And, you know, also making the players take responsibility themselves of their actions. You know, where do they want to be? Do they want to win games? Do they want to lose games? Of course, everybody answers, we want to win games instead of losing games. But what the guys don't get is, you know, it takes extremely hard work to win those games. Every victory we get, you know, is a result of extremely hard work. And, you know, the guys just have to take responsibility and be ready to do the job on the training pitch. And that's, you know, it's a long process sometimes, you know, we've been working with these guys now for three years already. Oh. And, you know, so far they're responding now. This season they've been responding magnificently well. It hasn't been all easy going. We've lost about five players have quit the club because, you know, it's been too much for them. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's the price you have to pay yeah. when you're creating this kind of environment where the boys can shine and hopefully, you know, progress forward as, you know, professional footballs in the future. Exactly. Yeah. So, but it all, it all starts with the players themselves, you know, what do they want? Are they ready to put in the shift? You know, if they are for sure, we can help them then. If they're not, then, you know, there's Absolutely. very little the coach can do if the players are not willing to work hard themselves. It starts with the players. True. And I'm lucky True. to have an excellent bunch of players in the team. True. Really, you know, great lads. Great lads. Well, I'm wishing I'm wishing the lads a very wonderful season. I'm wishing them a very wonderful season. Obviously, they have you, they have someone they they have someone they can trust and rely on as their coach. So I can only wish them the best. And I know if they keep their heads down and work towards the goals of the team, you guys will always achieve the success. So yeah, for we'll sure. Keep it up and hopefully I'll be seeing it. You know, just have to add that I'm not doing this alone. Of course, I've yeah. had my wonderful coaching, coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Hector, plus all the other staff, the kit men, you know, the team man, team manager, all the all the guys pulling an important shift, you know. So without them, it wouldn't be possible to do possible. this stuff. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. a team effort with the whole whole team that we have, and you know, everybody's putting their shift in. So that's what makes it possible. Awesome. Great, 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 great one. Great one. All the best of luck throughout the whole season for you for all the management staffs, for the coaches, for the players as well. And hopefully I'll be in Tampa or invite Kapowski in one of the home games before the season is over. Yeah, That'll you're always welcome. <laughs> you're always welcome. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. All right, all right. So let's move into the deal of the day itself. Yeah. So today we were talking about uh, the Vegas Liga games, two games that were played yesterday. Two games... Uh, one of the games is uh, AC Olu versus FC Onka, and the other game is uh, Hakka versus Coops. So, Sebastian, me and you, we are both in the same boat this evening on yeah, this one. Looks like it. And afterwards, we'll be looking at the, the Vegas Liga table. About 11 games, 10 games, a team like Coops have played actually 12 games. So, the table is looking pretty good. This time we can have a more discussion about the table compared to what we had the last time when we went through the table. So this is going to be the, the um, uh, how we go with the podcast today, talking about the games from yesterday and then looking at the table of the, the Vegas Liga table. So Sebastian, first let's talk about uh, FC Honka AC Olu. Okay, let's do it. Let's talk about FC Honka AC Olu. That's uh, <laughs> that for me, it's Still, I'm still trying to catch my breath on what's happening with ACOLO this season in the Vegas Liga. They are not looking 
they are not looking so bad, actually. They are not looking. I've uh, tried not. I've tried not to watch their games as a supporter or as a fan living yeah. in Olu. I've tried to watch it from the plane as just a normal regular person watching football. Yeah. When I look at them, when I look at every other teams in the Vegas Liga, particularly the six teams, the teams in the lower six, yeah, the table. I really can't see any so much big difference to have them having only four points so far, and the four yeah. points got in from Kotepe, three yeah. points away and one point in their last game before the game against FC Onka. Yeah. So, what's your views about ACU? What's your views about ACU? Well, like I said, I was expecting a tough start to the season, which was what happened. Yeah. But as the season progresses, of course, the players get more used to the level of play. They get a little less nervous maybe before each game because they get used to their Vekos Liga status and the Vekos Liga intensity and that kind of stuff, which is way higher than in Nukkonen last season that they were used to. So it is natural that after a certain settling in period, they will start to find find a bit more of their own own game plan, you know, and their own game again. And I think that's what's been happening with AC Ola. They're slowly, slowly improving. And for example, like against Honka now, in the yeah. last game, they were very unlucky, you know, not yeah. to get at least a point out of it. Exactly. Because, you know, they conceded a penalty just before halftime and that's mm -hmm. what, you know, decided the game. Yeah. So it was, you know, an unfortunate, unfortunate thing, but, but, you know, like I yeah. said, I think you guys are improving, but, Will you improve enough to keep you in Bakos Liga? We'll see. We'll see. It's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough, tough, tough thing to ask. But like you said yourself, I don't think there's too much difference between the bottom five teams. Yeah, you know, I really don't see. I really don't quality see. Quality-wise, quality-wise, you know, like I said, you know, it's it seems to be pretty even in that it, kind of it thing. It looks, it looks, it looks. And uh and looking at the looking at the attitude and um the facial. Uh, expression of the ACOLO players after the FC Onka loss. Well, my own translation of the facial experience is that not again another loss. Yeah. Not again. And when you start having that as a football player and the results are not come, forthcoming as you would want it to come, it just keeps affecting the mental strength over and over and over again. Yeah. And this has been just the case. And it was so very unlucky for ACOLO, just like you said, against FC Onka. They could have come out easily with a draw in that game, and they yeah. they almost they had a chance which was like a goal line clearance in that game for Messi Young. So it's uh, I I really don't know what to say about Etiolu anymore. I, at first, I will, I would be as a fan, I was so angry because I felt like the game, the status of their status as a Vegas Liga team is not just good enough with the caliber of players that they have. But looking at the the last five teams, the last six teams in this table. Not so mm -hmm. much different in terms of gameplay. No, no I don't think so. I don't think yeah. so. You know, I think you have a chance. But the thing is, of course, when you're in this kind of situation as AC Ryan, you know, defeat after defeat after defeat, you know, it, it gets tough on the team. But then again, you have to have strong players. This is where the mm -hmm. players come in, you know, the strong leaders of the team in the playing squad. You know, those leaders have to pick up the other guys, you know, just install the belief in those players that, come on, guys, we go again. We were extremely unlucky. We cannot, you know, we've got a chance in the next game. The next game comes so soon in Vegas Liga. Yeah. You know, it is always the next game. So come on, guys, in the next game, let's turn this thing up. We can turn it. Let's turn it, you know. That's about my message would be to the AC players, you know, just keep have the keep the faith, believe in yourselves, you know, keep working hard. 
you will get the victory in the end. And that could be the catalyst, you know, after the first victory, you could get two or three more. And, you know, that could be just what is enough to keep him in the this season. Yeah. And that will be, you know, a success then at yeah. the end of the season. Exactly. I'm talking about the next game. It's a home game against Oyuko. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But again, it's a wonderful opportunity for those guys, you know, to show the team spirit, you know, and fighting exactly. spirit. Exactly. Okay, Hoyiko, like I said, nobody is expecting to get too many points out of Hoyiko this season. Mm -hmm. So even if they lose to Hoyiko, they can take the comfort of, you know, that most teams will lose against Hoyiko anyway. Hoyiko anyway, yeah. played 11 games, they've won 10. 10. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I said, you know, they, won't be, they shouldn't be too disappointed. That won't be a milestone Hoyiko mm -hmm. game, you know. Oh, they have only got to win. They only have to win. If they draw, they win. If they win, they win. If they lose, you know, nobody will expect them to do anything else. So just focus on the next game again after that one. Exactly. Exactly. Hopefully they could, they could pull out some stunts against the ACO, against Oyeko in their next game. Uh, the truth is, uh, if, of course, nobody's expecting anything much, but if it's a defeat in that game again, nobody's expecting much, but it will again add more to the psychological effect of those yeah. players, whether we like it or not. But, uh, well, let's wait until so. FC Honka AC Olu ended 1-0 in favor of FC Honka and the goal scored by Denver Savage just at the end of our first actually in the extra minutes of the first half. Yeah. I penalty kick. Yeah. So and also just, just a reminder regarding the Hoyiko game, the next game, you know, it could be, I'm not quite sure, but Hoyiko and Kups are now playing their qualifiers for the Europa League. Yeah. yeah. And the Champions League also. So if they have next week, you know, a midweek game, an away game or a home game, a European game, Hoyiko. <laughs> Then it could be that, you know, they'll be saving some of their players against all or resting some of their players. So it could be that you, have, you guys have a fighting chance. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's uh, keep a finger crossed on that one and see how everything goes. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, for sure. All right. So moving on to the next game, which is the Haka FC Haka Coops. Yeah. What are your views against in during that game? Haka well, also played actually tremendously well in this game. Of course, a, a little bit of a little bit of errors, mistakes here and there, particularly from the goal. Yeah, it's been it's been tough. It's been tough for my club. You know, it's again, it's we've since we got promoted back to Vekos Liga, we have only won once in 16 home games. Wow. That is a That's true statistic that tells basically wow. the difficulty and the trouble our team are having right now on home home soil at least, you know. For some reason we are just not just not performing at our home stadium, which should be our fortress, and we should be winning the points from our home stadium. But we mm -hmm. have just won one time in the last sixteen home games. Yeah. I wow. think wow. Yeah. That's and that was against that, 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 was, that was against their bears when we were still in you know, that game. No, in Vekos Liga, sorry, Vekos Liga. Mm -hmm. So, I was there watching the Coupes game live in the stadium with my son, as usual. And, you know, I have to say we were lucky to come out just 1-0 away because there was um, uh, Louis, Louis de Lucas yeah. saved two sure goals. You know, he was the guy was Coupes player was alone, you know, against the goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. And Louis de Lucas came from behind and managed to block the shot twice. Yes. And yes. also, Hila made a couple of game savers there, you know, again, in safer situations. So, it could have been easily... For four zero, four zero, mm -hmm. five zero, the game, mm -hmm. the groups also. Mm -hmm. 
But, you know, the problem is clearly, you know, in the attacking phase, you know, we have trouble scoring goals. Defensive-wise, I think we are okay. You know, we're solid. We're only conceding about one goal a game. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the price we have paid for that kind of defensive success is, you know, the balance with the attacking phase. You know, we just haven't got the attacking phase quality to score goals from an open play situation. And that is also clearly seen because only two goals have been scored from our attacking players. The rest have been scored from our defenders from set yeah. pieces. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so we are, we are like I said, you know, there's definitely a lot of improving to do in the balance of the team and also the attacking phase. So let's see, let's see what happens let's in the see. future. But, you know, something has to change because I think nobody can be very, very satisfied with the season so far. We were hoping to be in top six position at mm-hmm. this season, you know, we got a, almost 100,000 euros bigger budget than last season, etc., yeah. etc. Et and so far, we're just four points out of last place. Yeah. And half of the season is played. Mm-hmm. And we're already, you know, come on, we have got eight points after 11 games. And yeah. Oyeko have got 31 points in the lead. So we are not, you know, even... Close. We're all, all, almost nine points, nine points away from sixth place even. And I can't see really those top six teams, you know, losing so many games, you know, that we could even catch those kind of things anymore. So the next game against Kotepe will be a must-win game for mm-hmm. us. It's a must-win. Otherwise, if we lose that one or even draw that one, we'll be we'll be in the relegation battle with yeah. Marian Ham and Kotepe and Arceolo. And that is just the, the truth of the matter. Yeah. So like wow. I said, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, I don't like it. Nobody likes it here in 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 Bagdakoska, the situation it is. But you know, again, it's through hard work on the training pitch that these kind of things are rectified. Mm-hmm. And I Absolutely. hope you know that's the thing that will be happening also with the with the players and the squad. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely true. Well, you know, talking about uh, the Lucas. Obviously, he, he, he is a he is a figure to reckon with in the defense line of Esiaka this season, particularly in this game. Yeah, actually, the first tackle that he made coming, actually catching up with the, I can't remember this um, Coops player anyway, because he was far ahead of him in the race, facing right straight to the hacker goalkeeper, and he came, caught up with him, and still had a very good tackle in the box. Yeah, get the ball off him, and uh, he's been very effective. He's been very strong uh, in this defense line for Hacker this season. He has been very great, yeah. irreplaceable. And, yeah, 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 and considering for Akka now considering such a goal, it's uh, it's well, it's a we, nobody could blame any player. It's football is quite a difficult game anyway, while on the pitch of play. But the soft goals like that shouldn't be happening easily. Shouldn't be happening yeah. easily. It's, yeah, uh, and probably if Akka has kept that one goal away out that moment, the game would have ended zero zero, and that would have been a different result entirely. Yeah. It's, yeah, for sure. For, for sure, for sure. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if we can keep Louis de Lucas for more than this season. Because I oh. think plenty of, plenty of teams will be, you know, in domestically in Finland, you know, interested in his services. And also even abroad, I'm pretty yeah. sure, you know, that he's raising some interest with, you know, yeah. different clubs after his performances this season in Hakka. So, let's see. Exactly. I think it's you, I, it's, it's you, sorry. I think Oyuko will be looking at, will be paying a, a whole lot of attention on him this season, considering the fact that Oshio um, might not continue with them next season after his performances at the Europa Games for 
Finland this year. He might be having a whole lot of offers outside Finland after this season. Yeah. So he, the Lucas might be the player ACLU uh, again. Oyuko will be looking at to replace Pablo Shonesi for next season. It's just my own opinion, just my own thought. Because it has been the trend of Oyuko over the years. Every good striker, every good midfielder, every, sorry, not good, every exceptional defenders, midfielders, strikers from the Vegas Liga in that particular season, they always bring them into their team for the following yeah. season. So, yeah. and if this trend continues, the lookout might be on his way to Oyuko next season. Yeah, it could be because he had a one plus one year contract and this is his optional year now that he's in. Yeah. So I think he's a free agent after this season. And yeah, for exactly. sure, Haka will be offering him an extension. But like we said, Earth spoke earlier, if Hoyuko comes in with their wallet, you know, nobody can compete. Nobody can stop that. Nobody can compete with Hoyuko, not even yeah. Asiko, you know, in budget wise. Exactly. So they will exactly. just pay the player what he wants, give them the apartment he wants in Helsinki, our capital city, you know. Exactly. Give him the car he wants, you know, whatever. Whatever. You know, so yeah. It'll basically, yeah. you know, if, if, if they want somebody, they will get them. It's they will get them. The only, only challenge for Hoyeko is, you know, if he gets an offer from abroad yeah, directly and then he will naturally choose abroad, maybe. Depends on the offer. But like I said, it'll be interesting to see if we can keep him. He's been having a wonderful season. Wonderful last season, wonderful season again this season. So. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well it's, uh, it looks, I think it looks, uh, it's looking how it should look so far, even though the results, the tables might not, the points might not really look how it should look, but the tables are beginning to look how they should look after 10, 11, 12 games in the yeah. Vegas League game. So, well, for Hakka Coops, it ended 1-0. Coops won. Coops won the game, and that's it. So, let's go looking at the table, the Vegas League table. Yeah. Now, Sebastian. So we well, have uh, Oyuko taking the lead. Coops, from our last time, Coops was, if I remember correctly, was it sixth or seventh position? Yeah, in the mid-table, yeah. But they yeah. had plenty of games, you know, two games less played than the other teams. And so, like, like I said, you know, they'll, they'll, if they win those games, they'll be up there in the top yeah. three. Yeah. So now yeah. they're in the second position, and, but they have more games played. They have played actually yeah. 12 games so yeah. far. And then we have Inter in the third position, 11 games, 22 points. FC Lati in the fourth position, 10 games, yep. 18 points. SJK in the fifth position, I think that might be where they are going to be ending the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, well, that's... It's SJK. They could pull out surprises also anyway. But they yep. have 11 games now with 17 points. Ilves, same as SJK, 11 games, 17 points. Helsinki EFK, 10 games, 16 points. Honka, 12 games as well with uh, 13 points. FC Hakka, 11 games, 8 points. EF Komarian Hem, 10 games, 7 points. Kotepe, 10 games, 6 points. AC Olu, 11 games, 4 points. Yeah. Yeah, to, regarding the top three, like I said, we spoke preseason. Yes. Inter. Those were the teams we said will be there. Those are the teams that are there. Yeah. You know, so no no surprise there. Asiko, again, in the place we said they would be, Ilves in the top six, like, you know, at least I predicted it would be. Mm -hmm. Lahti, I wasn't surprised. Lahti, number four, this they could they could be they could be still you know two games less played than Coops, so they could be on even points with Coops almost. Yeah, so they could be twenty four points if they yeah. win their two games at hand. Yeah, so Lahti have had an excellent season so far. Yeah, EFK have been doing extremely well. They have again ten two two games less played, so they could be mm -hmm. also above twenty points after twelve games. 
Exactly. Onga have picked themselves up after a horrible start to the season. They've been now notching up the wins that are pushing them up the table. Yeah. And then the bottom bottom four, like, you know, also like predicted, you know, Hakamari and Ham, Kotepe and Oulu. Yeah. And the difference is right now at the midway of the season are pretty small. Like I yeah. said, if Mari and Ham win and Kotepe win their next games, Haka will be, you know, in the relegation yeah. playoff spot. Yeah. Like I said, only four points away from last position. So the pressure will be really on the next game with Haka, you know, against Kotepe. Against Kotepe. And yeah. of course, interesting that, you know, Kotepe sacked their manager, head coach. Mm-hmm. And they're now, you know, with the assistant coach who is caretaker manager at the moment until they are they are on, onwards now recruiting their new head coach for Kotepe. Okay. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if they will make a new appointment or will they let the assistant coach, the caretaker manager, be yeah. in charge for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Depends most probably on the results he gets in the first few games, I would think. Yeah. Well, well, you know, that's uh, those are the, those are one of the tough things about uh, football and coaches these days. He he got he guided Kotepe to a surprising promotion last season. Yeah. And uh, looking at, even look we looking at the Vecos Liga table before we start when we are having our recap during the one of the podcast episodes. We don't if we well we are not giving Kotepe any chance to actually be in the top ten. I think they were in the 11th and ACLU was in the 12th. That was yeah. our prediction. Yeah. At the break. So, seeing even as it is now, and even Kotepe is still going all the way to actually sack their coach because of bad results, you know, it still makes me feel like even we, we see, we saw this coming. Yeah. So, if, if they didn't see it coming or if they don't want it, why shouldn't they make the team better? Why should they put yeah. more finances? Why shouldn't they do something different? Because most of the players that they had last season are the players that they had this season, which is a very good continuation in terms of team spirit. But yeah. they lost some good players also. Like for example, the Spanish guy, uh, what's his name, that I left, who was very, who was bringing, a, who brought a whole lot of goals to the team at the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I do with his name now? I've I forgotten his name now. Ah. <laughs> But anyway, they let, he went and they didn't replace him with the same kind of a quality player. So yeah. it's, it's really sad when you see teams sacking their coaches because it's quite difficult in this world that we are living today, even for the coaches to get a new appointment somewhere else with all this kind of a result. But it's unfortunate, but that's the truth about football these days regarding managers. No yeah. good result, irrespective of what kind of players you have, you get sacked and you get kicked out. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's a, it's a, we come to the board level again. What is realistic expectations of the board? Of course, behind the scenes, there can be fights, there can be arguments, there can be disagreements between the board and the head coach in which direction to take the team, which kind of players to be signed, etc., etc. It's a it's a multiverse of you know issues that could be happening behind the scene that are never made public. True. But regarding just the basic results, you know. Kotepe did an amazing job getting promoted last season. So realistically, the board shouldn't expect, they should expect a relegation battle. Yeah. And like I said, I wouldn't be too disappointed so far because they've still got six points out of 10 games. Absolutely. They're only, they've got 10 games played. You know, they're only one point away from safety mm-hmm. during the halfway of the season. They managed one win, three draws. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I, like just results wise, I think it was a harsh decision to make to you know just to sack the coach. Exactly. Results wise, but then again, 
like I said, behind there could be some issues in the boardroom that have been going on for a longer time and they might feel they just need a different kind of direction to take the team in, in the wrong run. Yeah, well, and of course, you know, it's cheaper. It's cheaper to sack the coach than to, you know, buy twenty-two new players all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're quite right. You're quite right. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Well, Unfortunately, for us coaches, but you know, that's that's, <laughs> that's the game. You know, we you get we get in it. You know, we know it. We acknowledge the risks. You know, and the rewards also. So. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. So, what's uh looking at how the table is? I guess our expectations are not really different from what we are what we have actually expected from the beginning of the season when we talked yeah. about Beckers Liga. No, I wouldn't. At the current moment, halfway through the season, I don't see any real surprises in the table. No, it, it's exactly as you know we talked it should be and most probably will be mm-hmm. so far. You know, yeah. in the long run, you know, these things even themselves out. And and like I said, you know, it's it. I think the table is very, very as it should be. No surprises, no big disappointments. Or you go are currently running away with the championship as they should, as, as we said, as they yeah. should, as we said, as we yeah. talked about. And um, Kups and Inter are giving them a run for their money in case they have a bad dip, lose two or three games, then Kups and Inter could be there challenging. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah. the, the bottom six, you know, pretty much as expected. The top six, pretty much as expected. The relegation places, pretty much as expected. Mm-hmm. And, um, and let's see the second half of the season. You know, it's it's still you know it's full steam ahead. So let's see what happens. Let's see, let's see, let's see what happens. It's good. It's still quite a. It's still good. There might still be some interest in Lati. If Lati goes end the season in the, in top three, then that's a big surprise. I think that would, that would, that would be a surprise. Yeah, that'll that'll be a big surprise. Yeah, uh, and it's looking like that anyway. It's really, yeah. really looking like that. Yeah, be a yeah, they've got a good squad, good coach, that kind of good coaching team, good squad, solid squad. Yeah. Top youth players, top youth academy, also pushing in the players to Raybus, their junior academy yeah. team. And also a big interesting thing right now is, you know, when the transfer window opens, you know, there'll be plenty of movement, I think, in and yeah. out between the clubs now, you know, trying to reinforce and getting rid of some players maybe that have been disappointments. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Let's see what the transfer window brings in July, and yeah. then we know second part Actually, of the season. I think it's starting tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's open tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah. let's see what happens. I, definitely, I believe ACL is planning some. I believe they are planning some reinforcement also in their squad this season or in this second half of the season. Are. Yeah, I think well, most teams are looking for reinforcements. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let, let, let me talk about ACL, which I think I'm, I'm a little bit sure about. But of course, every team should be. EF, yeah. EFCO, Marianham should be thinking of reinforcement. Kotepe should do some reinforcement here and there as yeah. well. Haka should do. Every team should, except for Fabio Oyuko. I think they have a full squad. So yeah. they are pretty fine in, in what, with whatever they have at the moment. But yeah, I believe ACL is looking out for real reinforcement because they want to they really want to keep them their position in the Vegas League at this season. They're trying yeah. every possibility to stay in and they know for certain that if they can steal from the possible 30 points that is still hanging if they can manage to scoop 10 sorry 15 from that from the possible 30 that could bring that could that could be enough. Obviously, that simply means that a whole lot of teams will not be having good results. Mm-hmm. Also, 
Uh, so they are looking at it from that perspective and they're trying to do some reinforcement heavily to see if that could happen. And hopefully yeah. that will happen. Hopefully yeah. that will happen. Yeah. The bottom four teams, clearly, you know, you need goal scorers. You need yeah. guys, you know, who can score goals. You can turn games, you know, with their own personal skill because it's, like I said, it's too much to change a team. There's either two things happening. Either you change your system of play into a more attacking one that will hopefully give you more goals or then you have to just purchase a clear goal scorer. Yeah. You know, a guy, one or two players just in the front, you know, who can score the goals. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's hope, let's hope, uh, let's hope they realise most of these teams and get these goal scorers coming in. Yeah, this goes yeah it'll be interesting in. to see. Interesting yeah. to see the transfer window, what happens with what teams. Yeah. Well, let's hope, hopefully something good happens. And one thing that I think most of these teams in the bottom four haven't done or in terms of goal scoring is majority of them doesn't have uh, strikers that could be that could stand in the same kind of a league as the strikers in cubes. Mm-hmm. I want to believe the goal against. They go against FC. They go against FC Hakka from Coops in this last game was yeah. caught because of the height and the physique of the striker. He's he's a huge guy. He's tall enough to actually hold the ball in the air and uh, get a good control of it, of the ball as well. And looking at him right beside Malundama, there's a huge difference in terms yeah. of him as a striker and in terms of Malundama as a defender. That's a uh, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that and, is and I think a whole lot of teams in this um, four div- uh, the last four teams in the Vegas Liga, they should pay attention to this. And uh, for example, FC Haka has Ismail Yate in front. He's not the tallest striker that could do much against the tall defense that um, Coops actually had. Yeah. So it's Teams, all these teams have to really look at this perspective and work with uh, tall, huge strikers that could win the ball easily and comfortably in the air, give them chances of corner kicks, consi- uh, like um, making goals from corner kicks and all of these kind of uh, set pieces play. And uh, and I believe that they will have uh, more chances in this perspective. But yeah, that's one one thing you know that sometimes some coaches tend to look at. You know, they like to have the big squad. You know, tall players, strong players that are you know dominating physically the games. Yeah. And of course, that gives an advantage in certain areas, set pieces, defending set pieces, this kind of stuff. It is clear. Yeah. But then again, also you can. There's different tactics to play against those kind of teams. Then you just have to keep the ball on the floor. floor. You know, instead of playing it in the air or you know yeah. trying to cross the ball in the air, you just play it then down on the floor. You know, hard passes across the goal on the floor. Well, like I said, for the coup strike you talked about, I think it's Udo you were meaning. No, and the okay, Udo. okay, it wasn't Udo, the guy that's the goal scorer for FC Coops. You mean Diego Thomas? Yeah, yeah, he was center back, center back for Coops. Oh, yeah, he, he's not the striker, he's the yeah, center back. Sorry, okay, yeah, it was a set piece conceded, so he was up there, you know, in the oh, set there, piece. Do, yeah, second, second ball from the set piece, he put it in there, but. Yeah, the coup striker, Anik Udo, he was again a monster, monster of a player, no, you know, really, exactly. big, really yeah, skillful, fast, technical, you know, a proper threat, a proper threat for Haka back line. Yeah, but I think Udo and uh, in this game, Udo and Ismail Yati have similar impact, very yeah. similar impact in this game. Ismail Yati does the same thing that Udo is doing, did to FC Haka to coups 
it's just that the quality of the, the of course the quality of the defense line and uh, it, it whole little little more things makes a big difference in this game. Every of the time that I've that I saw Ismail Yate in front is probably on a lonely island on its own. Yeah, running towards the goalkeeper, and before another FC Accra player catches up, he already lost the ball to two or three defenders running against him. But in the case of Udo, there is always somebody by his right or by his left. Yeah, in the in the Coops team to play with. So these are little differences that obviously gives a whole lot of uh, chances, a whole lot of uh, confidence to the player on the ball. Exactly, and also so, then exactly when we come down to the attacking phase tactics and the attacking phase training. Oops have clearly done their work on the pitch. They have support in their attacks. You know, Udo has support, like you said, left and right, middle, back. But, yeah. you know, Hakka, when they attack, you know, it seems they're very short on support. Exactly. It just seems to be the long ball. There's one or two players maximum attacking the long ball, played behind the line, and the guys are pretty much isolated. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, you know, it, it's the attacking phase problem. And how do we train? How do we want to attack with the team? Do we have the guys in the proper places, occupying the proper areas of the pitch? Is the balance okay between the attack and defence? So are we focusing more on defence and then, you know, at the cost of the attack, which has seemed to be the case with, with Hakka this yeah. season and last season too, you know, until he's focused on defence. And of course, you know, that, that, will, that will give you the strength to win, the possibility to win every single game. But then again, you have to be able to score the goals to win the game. Mm -hmm. True, true, true. Without, without goals, there is no win. There can only be two and exactly. for how long do you want to keep it draw? Exactly. Yeah, so that's just the truth. All right, all right, Sebastian. It's been a quite an interesting uh, discussion with you today. Again, as always and as usual, talking about the two games played yesterday. So a quick recap of the game. It, the first game was uh, FC Honka versus AC Olu, which ended 1-0 in favor of FC Honka. And the second game was FC Honka versus Coops, which ended 0-1 in favor of Coops. And that we went through the table as well. So, Sebastian, on the final note, what do you have to say concerning our topics today and uh, to listeners? Well, uh, next game for FC Haka against Kotepe, like I said, that is a must-win game. We have no other option. It's must three points. So, you know, if we win it, it could break, you know, break the duck again, you know, most probably give us a chance to get out of the relegation threats. But if we, you know... Uh, mess it up and we draw or end up even losing the game we are stuck in the relegation battle proper for the second half of the season and that is just the truth and regarding I say oh you know and your team your club you know you're playing Hoyiko next like I said there's no pressure in that game you just you know play play bravely play freely and don't be too upset about the results whatever happens you have only to win that game only to only things to win in that game mm -hmm. that yes absolutely absolutely Okay, thanks. So once again, Sebastian, it's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure having to discuss Finnish football together with you. And uh, to all our listeners, we want to say thank you again. It, uh, it's been a while that we've been away and uh, we are back again. And uh, this is tagged as the second half of the season regarding the Max Sport podcast. So we'll be bringing you more of the football as it's happening in Finland, more of the stories about Finnish football, more of the things about the Finnish, uh, about the tables the league tables in Ukkonen, in Verkosliga, and some of the league, sometimes the league table also in the Kakkonen as well. We hope you still stick with us, keep listening to our podcast, still following us, still giving us your feedbacks, still telling us how you feel about what we're talking about, and give us also what you want to hear from us, and we will always do our best 
to bring you the latest information as much as we can. On this final note, we'll be saying uh, thanks for listening and uh, goodbye. And Sebastian. Thank you. Thank you and goodbye. See you next time, guys. Goodbye.